cry because every time I think about it, it's like I remember what my life was like 20 plus years ago and how much I had given up hope. And for me, it's like if I didn't have hope for something greater, I didn't want to be alive. And so um, here I was, you know, a chiropractor in Santa Barbara and I'd wanted to be a chiropractor for years. I finally graduated from school and um, was starting my second practice in Santa Barbara and I had this beautiful girlfriend who was mean by the way but I didn't know it at the time um, I think a lot of us do that unfortunately and um, I was unhappy for the better part of three years and from the time I was a little kid you know people would say what do you want to be when you grow up and I go happy and they were good do you want to be like a doctor an actor a lawyer a garbage man I'm like yes as long as I'm happy you know and I knew this from the time I was a little kid even though I was primarily surrounded with unhappy people um, and so there was this drive to find that. And I had done every technique I could find. I literally was reading five books at a time, <laughs> trying to find happiness. Like, oh, and as I look out, the horses are running across the field. There is, there are a few things more beautiful than a huge group of horses just oh, running. Oh, I wish you could show, but. Oh, I know. If I were on my phone, I could. Um, <laughs> and of course, now they're out of shot anyway. Um, but, and wow, what a difference in my life today. But so I was, I was one of these people that would do weekend workshops continuously. And I, what's interesting is I know a lot of people who come to access and they go, I don't think I'm a seeker. I didn't do all kinds of workshops and read all kinds of books. I'm like, yeah, but you're here, right? They're like, yeah. I'm like, you know, something else is possible. Yes. I'm like, you're a seeker. Shut up. Get to work. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, but for me, I knew I was always the weirdo in chiropractic school that was trying muscle testing and releasing emotions out of the body and, you know, all this sort of woo-woo stuff. Cause I knew there had to be more than this friggin' reality that everybody thinks is so real. And yet I couldn't seem to create it. So I was struggling financially. I was struggling in my relationship. I was really struggling dynamically with my sense of self-worth and hating myself more often than I liked myself. And so when, what would happen is I'd go to a weekend workshop and I would feel like everything had changed. I'm like, yay, I found the answer. And by Wednesday of the following week, the universe crashed in on my head again. And it felt like I'd lost everything that I'd gained over that weekend. And it was actually on one of those days. And it was a Wednesday <laughs> after a workshop that I thought was so amazing and phenomenal, where I thought I'd finally found the answer and I was going to get to be happy. And it all went away. And I went, universe, you got six months. Either my life changes or I'm killing myself. And I meant it. And I planned a date. And the date wasn't going to be on Christmas or a holiday or anybody's birthday that I cared about because I didn't want them remembering me after I had gone. And I knew how I was going to do it so it wouldn't be reversible. And I was like, I'm out of here. Thank you. And I thought in making that demand, I was going to get to leave the planet because I stated my demand to the universe. And I, I really, truly thought that, <laughs> that there wasn't anything available that would create the change because I'd done everything I could find. And... Um, so I'm leafing through the independent paper in Santa Barbara um, the next day. And because it comes out, I think, on Thursdays. And um, I'm leafing through the paper. And all I see is this tiny little classified ad that is in the tiniest writing. It was the cheapest ad you could buy, OK? And it said, access. All of life comes to me with ease and joy and glory. Call Shannon. <laughs> and I read it. And I was like, fuck you. My life is pain, suffering, and gory, right? At an ad. I'm just pissed at these two little lines. And I throw the paper away. And I was just like, oh my God, 
So anyway, I pick up the paper the following week and I'm reading through it. And the only thing out of a hundred page, big old paper, my eyes focus on in the classified section that I never look at is access all of life comes to me with ease and joy and glory, call Shannon. And I was like, fuck, okay. And I learned long before that, whether you love something or hate it, there's something there for you. So I called her and I'm like, what do you do? And she said, well, we do all kinds of stuff. Um, and um, a good place to start would probably be with this thing called the bars. And at the worst, you'll feel like you had a good massage. At the best, your whole life will change. And in the back of my head, I'm going, my whole life better change or I'm killing myself. I've got my plan. And, um, and I figured it wouldn't work anyway, so I'd get to die like I really wanted to at the time. And um, so she comes to my chiropractic office and I lay down on my chiropractic table and she puts her hands on my head and she does the energy pull. And I feel this energy that feels like, ah, oh, like being cradled by angels. I mean, it was just like this peace. And I was like, oh, wow. Okay. So I just relaxed into it. And it's funny because I'd never met this girl before, you know, and, um, but I just totally relaxed and I was like, oh my God, this is nice. And after a few minutes, there started being this other energy and there was this joy. And I started giggling like a little kid. And I was like, hee, <laughs> and she would put her hands in different places. And I would giggle more every time she moved her hands to a different place. And after an hour and 15 minutes, I got up and I was like, whoa, I felt like somebody just like put me in a blender and, and spun off all the dark, yucky, ucky bits. And um, I remember looking out at the clouds in the sky and I looked up out of this window of this office that I hated. And I was like, wow, has it always been this beautiful here? And I thought to myself, if it can be this beautiful to be alive, I'm in. I do not want to die. I am in. And it, from that point, we did a session every week. And the interesting part is I couldn't afford to pay for the sessions. I was barely paying rent and um, and so we traded chiropractic for um, for bars, and I'm so freaking grateful that that number one, Shannon wanted chiropractic, but also that she was willing to do that because it it made it accessible to me. And one of the things that she did the very first time we got together, she um, she said we've got these tools in access. She says if you use, she said the bars they're amazing. She said but we have this entire body of work that changes things for people, and it's like, that's where you exponentialize the effect of this. And I went, okay. And she said, because you'll feel great right now. She's like, but there's a lot of energies that are out there that you've made real over the course of your life and they will come back and try to haunt you again. And I went, okay. And she said, so I'm gonna just give you a tool every week when we get together. I went, cool, that's great. I'll do it if you give it to me. And so she wrote down in her handwriting that is just as wonderful as mine as illegible as mine, if you want to put it that way. She wrote down, who does this belong to on a little yellow sticky note? And so I got home that night and I was so excited to be alive. And I was like, oh my God, because when you tap into the energy, it's one thing for people to tell you, you should be grateful. It's something to, for somebody to tell you, well, you should be happy. You should have a level of peace. But it was being it. It was yeah. like it opened the door to actually being it. And so I get home and I'm just thrilled to be alive. And I'm like, wow. And I unload my 
stuff in my pocket because I'm like a little six-year-old. I should have had a frog in there too. I have all this stuff in my pocket. So I unloaded on my nightstand and um, I put the little sticky note there by my clock. And um, so I'm living life, just loving it and enjoying it and seeing amazing possibilities. And a few days later, I wake up and I felt like the weight of the world had crashed in on me again. And what would happen for me was I would wake up in the morning prior to access, I would wake up in the morning and I would be so depressed. I literally would cry in bed feeling like I just can't do it. I, I don't know if I can do it another day, you know? And I would be like, okay, fuck, I've got people, you know, and here I am a doctor and, and doing not just bone cracking, but doing like the best to do true healing work that changes people's worlds, not just their bodies. And, and trying to provide for them, it was like, how do I do this? I don't have enough for myself. My batteries are not only empty, they're like on negative charge, right? And um, so I would cry and I would always look over at my clock to see how much longer I could wallow in self-pity <laughs> before I had to get up and, and go change the world. And the funny part was getting up every day was more a function of the fact that I had these people to contribute to, a lot of whom were receiving it. And that was the one thing that put a smile on my face every day. And, um, and so I wake up a few days after bars and the same fucking thing is there as intense as it was before. And I'm like, oh, please, no, <laughs> like, please, no, you know? And um, <laughs> I look over at my clock to see how much longer I can just lie there and hate myself. And I see this little yellow sticky note and it's, <laughs> and I read the words, who does this belong to? <laughs> and it went away. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> What? <laughs> what? What? And I just sat there for a moment going, where did it go? What is it? And then I remember Shannon's words in my head that I had totally forgotten and totally ignored because I was just so happy. I figured it would stay that way forever. And she said, 98% of your thoughts, your feelings, and your emotions don't belong to you. And you're a healer. Yes. I went, yeah. She said, you're really aware. And that awareness, when you're aware of how sad people are, how depressed, how much they're judging and all that sort of stuff, number one, you try to cut it off, but number two, you think it's yours. She said, use who does this belong to for three days and ask it to every thought, feeling and emotion and every weird energy that comes up. And if it lightens up, it's not yours, return it to sender. Well, I hadn't done that, of course, being the humanoid that I am, I'm like, I'm happy, fuck it all. <laughs> no, that's all I wanted. <laughs> so my, my eternal target has been achieved, right? And um, and and so here it was. And from that moment, I went, okay, I'm going to do this for three days because I realized how much impact it had. And the interesting thing about this is um, what I see is when we, yeah, who does it belong to? Definitely um, is more like ninety nine thousand percent during Corona time. Mm -hmm. um, one of the interesting things about that was I didn't, I didn't place much value on the tools. I wanted somebody to do something to me to change me, like most people do. And what I've realized over the years is, is the tools is actually what gives us the power. The tools of access are what give us the power to change our lives. Meme. 